Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back or welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. Thank you for joining us and thank you for all the great feedback that we're getting. Um, I was checking social media just a few minutes ago. Just social media is just a little little window into uh, the level of engagement that we have. And I'm thrilled to say that thousands of people are engaged with the show in one way or the other. Um, I love the, the radio aspect of this because not only are you listening here in coastal Mississippi, but it's also on Super Talk TV playing across the state of Mississippi. And as you know, I've mentioned this a couple of times, the show's rolled out on Thursdays to the Jackson Market and the Mississippi Delta. We'll be adding more markets in more days as we go forward, as we continue to celebrate not just coastal Mississippi, but but also the leaders across the state who are making a, a really great difference uh, uh, in this state to make it a better place to, to live, work, and play. Uh, one of the things I talk about on this show as often as I can is the importance of leadership. And uh, the One Coast uh, Awards will soon be announced. And I've asked my friend Adele Lyons, who's the executive director, CEO of the Coast Chamber, to join me. And we're going to get the latest from the Chamber. We're going to talk a little bit more about the One Coast Awards in general. And then there's a ton of upcoming events happening with the Coast Chamber. We're going to talk about that as well. How you doing, Adele? I'm doing great, Ricky. How about y'all? How's uh, things going? We're doing fine. We're doing fine. We're we're over a thousand conversations now on this show as we continue to barrel wow. into our fourth year. Believe it or not, it's amazing how fast time flies, and it's been a gift really to be able to have these conversations and learn so much about what's happening in coastal Mississippi to to make this a better place. And I know that's why you love your job. I mean, you had. You had time at, at uh, the Knight Foundation and Habitat for Humanity and other roles that you played in the community. But it's great to be in this role at the chamber where you can have kind of a, a wider aperture of what's happening in this coast. And there are some dedicated people out there, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it really kind of amazes me every year when we look at the leadership of the chamber. With all of our boards, we have about 180 board members in total for all our various divisions, and that includes some of our committees as well um, that are just super involved on a regular basis with events, activities, projects, programs, uh, grants, scholarships. You know, we could go on and on. Uh, the people step up and step forward. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, I mentioned this on the show last week, but Walter Williams recently passed away. You knew him well. I, I did as well. Uh, he was my son-in-law's grandfather and my dear friend Keith Williams' father. But Walter Williams was such a stalwart in this community, you know, being reminded of all the things he was involved in, including chairing the effort to create the Coast Chamber. I mean, I mean Absolutely. And we're going to uh, give some recognition to him at our upcoming annual meeting on February 20th. But he was involved at the beginning really as a loaned executive from Mississippi Power um, on the merger effort for the chamber. Prior to 1988, there were five different city chambers on the coast in Harrison County, and the business community said, let's see what we can do to make this one comprehensive, united organization for the coast. 
where everybody can still have their identity in their community, but we have a shared program of work as well for some larger events um, like Salute to the Military Leadership Gulf Coast, um, et cetera. And uh, Walter um, was, was right up in the middle of that, and he actually served um, somewhat in a capacity of an executive director or CEO of the chamber uh, once things got started. And then I'm honored and proud to say he was the first recipient of the Spirit of the Coast Awards that are now called the Pat Santusi Spirit of the Coast Award, um, and that was in 1987. And he stayed involved with the chamber and attended some of our events over the years after he retired. But uh, just a great person in general and a great contributor to the chamber. Sure. You know, in, in 1978, in between, when I decided I didn't want to stay in medicine, I had gone to paramedic schools in pre-med. And there was a period of time that I actually worked at Mississippi Fire Company. Um, uh, I actually worked for a guy named Bobby Nichols, who I still am in touch with today. It really inspired me. At a tough time in my life. My dad died during that process, and um, Bobby helped me kind of see things in myself I didn't see and encouraged me to go back to school and um, just, just terrific. But I remember at my time at the power company, I remember Walter Williams and and the role that he was playing. And then, of course, you know, I watched him through all these community activities. My mother actually was on that committee to form the Coast Chamber. and uh, But I, I watched that effort pretty closely, ultimately to become a leader in the community myself. And then later, for my daughter to, to marry his grandson and to get to know him better personally, um, I never heard Walter Williams say a bad thing about anybody. I mean, he always had a smile on his face. And, uh, you know, to, to go to his funeral was really a celebration of his life and his contributions to coastal Mississippi and to be reminded of all the things he was involved in. Um, what a special man he was, that's for sure. So, yeah, we're also, I, just, I would mention quickly uh, with uh, George Slogan's passing last year, he also was such a mainstay at the chamber and his involvement. So to honor both of them and recognize them for their efforts. Our annual meeting is going to be um, special. Um, their family members will be there to be able to enjoy that. I know they've heard over and over again what great men they were, but you know, you just can't say it enough for their contributions. Yeah, you're you're reminded about them, sadly, in their death. You're reminded of all these contributions they've made over time. And uh, Peggy is a dear friend. I obviously worked in the community with her. She was so aware of, of uh, the work that George and I had done together on the Governor's Commission. We worked together to rebuild the Ship Island Lighthouse. Um, we formed an organization called the Friends of the Gulf Islands National Seashore. I was the first chairman of that organization, but he was on a tear to get that lighthouse rebuilt, and I worked with him on it. And um, again, so many ways that we our paths cross. But to have this show later in my life after retirement, to be able to circle back with what I call the stalwarts in the community, him being one, Jerry St. Pay, Roland Weeks, people like that. Um, and to really capture what I refer to as the digital history book, now we've got this deep conversation with George over a full show, tracing his entire life through the through Hancock uh, Bank, and then ultimately to Hancock Whitney to you know to to give up chairman of the board so he can be mayor of the city of Gulfport and all he did. And one other thing, and you know this well, but I'll never forget uh, the question I asked: How do you want to be remembered? His immediate answer was: I don't want to be remembered. He doesn't want to be. He said, what I want is for the things that I was involved in to continue. And if by those things being involved, if they encourage a young person to move back to coastal Mississippi or to stay in coastal Mississippi, whether my name's attached to it or not, 
That's what I want. What well, a beautiful me, thing to let say. Let me tell you what one of the things he said, George Local said to me, and I actually I talked to Peggy today and I mentioned this to her. Um, when we talked about the chamber first being formed and his efforts there, he said, you know what? It was all those women on the committee that came together that made this happen, that made us see what was the, you know, the clear and right thing to do. And he gave all, he said, it was all up to the ladies. And uh, Peggy said, you know what? He's probably right. Um, and it probably was some of the women that helped push that through. Uh, but, you know, certainly George has his place in that. Man, he, 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 he did it. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he would make that statement. Um, he believes strongly in diversity. He had friends of all, all walks of life. And he was an inspiration to so many different people. And, um, you know, I'll always, I'll always keep his flame alive because I think his, the legacy he leaves for coastal Mississippi, that we should always aspire to be bigger and better and to be a great place to live, work and play that, that message lives through me now. And I'm, I'm honored to have the opportunity to share that for sure. So yeah, the opportunity for the coast chamber to celebrate and keep the memory alive of people like Walter Williams and George Logo, man, it's a great responsibility that comes with that. I'm, I'm proud that y'all are doing that. Um, so um, we'll talk about some of the upcoming things. We'll remind some folks about what the chamber is all about. But one of the most important things you guys do today is recognizing community leaders, both both you know community leaders in general, and then the top forty, excuse me, the top ten under forty mm-hmm. emerging leaders, entrepreneurs, people who are making a difference in in, in their in their youth. Um, that's that's still incredibly important, isn't it? Well, it is. And let me just remind you that, that the Coast Chamber, the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber, we really help uh, administer the event. But this is an effort of all the chambers on the coast. Um, you know, the, the Hancock County Chamber is involved, the Jackson County Chamber, the Ocean Springs Chamber, um, to help us get nominations from all over the coast. It's called One Coast for a reason. And we want to be inclusive. Um, and then they come together with, with us on the event at the Beauvage which, um, you know, is a nice central location for everybody. We usually have 500 or so people at that event. And we have the, the 10 community leaders, and then we have the 10 under 40. Um, you know, we took over this, as you know, from the Sun-Herald. Uh, gosh, I don't even remember how many years ago now. Um, but it's a, it's a big event for us. Ingalls has stepped up, and they're serving as the title sponsor. They're all about leadership, of course, and and they don't just draw their leadership from Jackson County and Pascagoula. They have folks from, from all over the coast that participate, so they're excited um, for that as well. But we had 54 nominees for the under top 10 under 40, and we had 72 nominees for the community leaders. Um, wow. So lots, lots of folks. Um, and hard, really, for the judges to get down to 10. Wow. I know it's all... It's always tough, and as we'll, when we come back on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about the process and about the upcoming event and many, many, many other events that are going to be taking place. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend Adele Lyons, and I uh, always enjoy checking in with her. In fact, when we were scheduling the show, it hit me. It's been a while since we talked. Uh, we have a tendency to get together every three or four months, and it's been a little bit longer this time. But uh, we're coming together for the right reason this time because all the nominees for the community leader, One Coast Award, and for the uh, top 10 under 40, the, the nominations are in. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to read any names out loud because if I start doing that, as she pointed out, there are over 100 names that we would have to read, so we're not going to go there. But my observation, um, I'm looking at both the uh, community leaders and the top 10 under 40. Uh, first, the community leaders. I'm looking at this list, Adele, and I had the same impression that I have every time I look at this list, and is I can't believe that person's name is on here. Why haven't they already been recognized? And the, the story is always the same. They're not looking for res- recognition, and so someone might nominate them, but they're busy or they just not focused on personal attention. Whatever reason, they don't fill the form out and they don't get into the formal process. But I'm I'm pleased to see. I'm looking at at least four names, maybe five, that are on this list of. I mean, perpetual leaders in coastal Mississippi that probably should have been recognized 10 years ago. But that's kind of always the case, isn't it? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I've had at least two um, this year who either sent me an email or called and said, hey, I'm I'm so honored. I'm super um, appreciative of this, but I'm just not going to fill this out. I, uh, I'm fine where I am or... Um, You know, it'll take away from some other events or things that I'm working on. Um, I appreciate it, but I hope you understand where I'm coming from. We absolutely understand where people are coming from. Um, You know, the process is the nominations are are wide open, so you don't know who nominates you. It could be your neighbor, your coworker. It could be a family member. You you don't know. And they just basically send in the person's name and contact information in a real short um, kind of brief to the point paragraph of what why this person deserves to be included. And then we at the chamber send out a longer application because nobody can know all those details about an individual. And so we let that individual complete that and they provide it and ask about their involvement, their leadership, their um, you know what they see the coast becoming in the future, et cetera. And then um, they send that back in, and we end up with a binder. And you know, you've seen the binder. It's, it's this thick um, that we share with judges. So the judges are, uh, they're actually uh, three judges, one from each county. And let me tell you, they stay confidential because that's a, that's a tough job, and we certainly don't want any outside influence. They don't know who each other are. They score them individually. They send us back a score sheet. We compile that and come up with the numbers and come up with the top 10 that way. So until, um, you know, then we reach out to the individuals and let them know. We want to make sure they're in town, make sure they can attend, make sure they can be there, um, and, and then get the program ready for presentation. But they're not officially announced until the event. And it's it's really fun to see people have like a little list they're writing down as they're happening. Oh, wow, look at that person. Or It's always interesting, too, on the under 40, the ones that 
may not be as known to maybe some older uh, folks in our community. And so these are the up-and-comers, and they love to see who those up-and-comers are and then where they go. And it's always very cool to see someone who was on the under-40 list years later be on the community leader list, that they've stayed the course, um, you know, continuing with leadership and involvement in the community. Uh, so it's a fun event. It's a big, huge gathering, and, uh, you know, there's lots of hugs and welcomes and good to see yous, um, and it's just you know, it's the least we can do to honor and thank folks for their continued involvement. Yeah. Hey, so, like, I'm looking at the community leaders list. What was interesting, when I left the Sun-Herald in 2009, uh, you kind of lose touch. If you're not staying up on all this and being involved in the community, you kind of lose touch of all this. And then I retired in 2016 and started doing this show. It's given me a great opportunity to recalibrate. So, so many people on that top list, the community leader list, I know. Many of them have been on this show. But there's some new names there that I've not seen before. And I always like to see that because people are emerging even on the communities list. On the top 10 under 40, there are a few names that I know, but there are a lot of names I have never heard of before. And that's one of the beauties of this is to find, is to uncover these people who are just in their corner of the world doing incredible stuff. And the opportunity, I, I used to say, and I know you probably take a similar approach, when I would call people and tell them they won the award, I would say, I'm holding you up as an example. Congratulations, that's great, but thank you for letting us use you as an example because the other people will follow. And as you and I have done the last couple of years, all of the uh, all the winners will have an opportunity to be on my show and I'll drill down and get to know them better. Um, but I love bringing, you know, finding people that we didn't know that, that are just doing amazing things and are not looking for recognition. And, um, you know, it, with that said, we've done a, we've done a great job in coastal Mississippi of identifying young leadership, bright leadership that are making a difference and getting them involved in our leadership programs all across coastal Mississippi. And the bench is looking better today than it's ever looked, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat involved from the standpoint of coaching professionals that I know many of the young uh, folks on the under 40 list, but there's always some that I don't know, either from other counties or they, they don't participate in CYP. They've got their own thing going. And to, to see those faces, to meet those people, um, you know, to be able to shake their hand and thank them and congratulate them at the event. Uh, and people are always so excited when you call them. And uh, for whatever reason, it always seems to happen on a Friday. And I'll start calling people and telling them congratulations and, you know, letting them know they received the award. And it's like, you made my week. You made my weekend coming up. And, um, you know, most of them are just very humbled, of course, and can't believe they're included in the list of people that have come over the years. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I think humility tends to be – a common trait that so many of them have, you know, they're honored to be recognized. It's important to their families and the coworkers in the community and the fellow volunteers and whatever. But, um, but it's a real celebration ultimately of leadership in coastal Mississippi and the value we place on leadership, the, the importance of leadership, the importance of generational leadership, the importance of leadership development, the, the importance of experience. And as John Harrison said so many times, you know, going in and leading those organizations, being involved in those organizations so you can flex those muscles and develop new skills that ultimately enable you to eventually be the chairman of the coast chamber or the business council or United way or whatever it might be. But 
You know, we I think generally we've done a good job with that, uh, Adele. And you got to stay focused on that, don't you? Well, yeah, absolutely. Because um, you know, for right now, for the most part, things are good. You know, there's always challenges in communities, but we've certainly seen some huge challenges. And that's where to have this caliber of of people in the community that can step up and um, help with recovery or with, you know, whatever the the big challenge is. Um, And then for them to know each other, for them to have at least met each other, to them to have been, you know, in the same event, um, that connection is super important. And that's what this does, too. It kind of brings us all together, you know, from one state line to the other um, to get to know those folks. Hey, listen, uh, Baco uh, Foundation of South Mississippi was a sponsor for so many years and did a, did a wonderful job with that. It's great to see Ingalls as the title sponsor this year um, with Carrie Wilkinson as the CEO there. And so many of the people on her team, people you know extraordinarily well, we both do, um, they, have, they, they have just filled that organization with leaders. And have uh, have them as a as a sponsor. It's not only important that they be involved for sure, but it's a great opportunity for people to sort of look back toward Ingalls to say they're this big bookend that we know about, and I mean, and and part a major part, if not the pinnacle part of the economic uh, economic engine that makes Coastal Mississippi tick. It's just great to see them involved in this, not just recognition, but the but being part of a conversation around leadership in Coastal Mississippi. That's awesome to see. Yeah, we, um, you know, kind of reached out to a couple of people and they absolutely, we want to do this. I mean, I think, like you said, they fully recognize leadership. I mean, can you imagine your job is to build a, sh- a ship, <laughs> you know, a big, gigantic ship with all these pieces and parts? Um, you got to have people that know what they're doing. You got to have good leaders that people can follow. And so they've shown that certainly within their organization and to want to share that and recognize that in the community of, you know, all, everybody else, all the others is, um, is something that's just part of their culture for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, they, you know, you're talking about leading by example and, uh, being willing to get into the, get into the, uh, uh you know, they, the, where the rubber hits the road, that's, that's what they're all about. That's for sure. Absolutely. Hey, so uh, let's uh, let's shift gears, and we're, we're going to kind of move into a discussion about what the chamber is up to these days. We we will get into uh, specific events that are upcoming. Incidentally, by the way, people can put April the sixteenth at eight a.m. on your calendar. April the sixteenth. That's when the One Coast Award. Uh, breakfast is going to be held at the Beau Rivage. I didn't realize we're at the end of the segment. When we come back on the other side, we're going to kind of remember, remind you the structure of the Coast Chamber, and okay. um, and then we'll we'll get into some of the uh, some of the upcoming events. We'll see you after this break. Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend Adele Lyons, who's the CEO of the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber, better known as the Coast Chamber. And we've been talking about leadership, um, um, you know, leadership acknowledgement and development and how important that is in coastal Mississippi. And um, before we go any further, I just thought it would be a good idea for people who have not heard Adele and me talk before. You may be new to the area or new to the conversation. Let's remind Adele quickly, if you don't mind, just uh, what the Coast Chamber is all about. Well, the Coast Chamber is a business organization representing the business community, both large and small. Uh, We have about 980-ish members right now. A majority of those, about 60%, are small businesses, which means 10 and under employees. And then from there, we have, you know, we've been talking about Ingalls. We've been talking about Hancock Whitney Bank. We've been talking about uh, these larger companies in our community. They participate as well very actively. Um, But the Coast Chamber has a variety of divisions. So prior to 1988, there were separate small chambers on the coast that were doing great work within their community. But you were generally putting out fires, dealing with the days, events, and activities Um, which didn't leave much time for a larger collaborative effort. And so with that merger in 1988, we um, have this umbrella organization, the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce, that we have a board of directors. Our current president is Eric Chambliss with Community Bank. I am coming chair after him is Jacobius Pickett from Ingalls Shipbuilding. And so they lead that effort. Uh, But then we have our smaller individuals. We have the Biloxi Chamber, the Gulfport Chamber, Long Beach, Pass Christian are what we would consider our city divisions. And so they have a program of work and a board of directors specific to their community. So I'll give you an example. Biloxi and Gulfport both have military affairs committees because they have active military bases in their communities, uh, where Long Beach and Pass do not have those. Um, Biloxi's big major event they put on every year is the Seafood Festival, back from the days when the Biloxi was the seafood capital of the world. Um, you know, in Gulfport, they focus on having some events with the port uh, to speak on what's going on and some other economic development type um, organizations like the airport that are all located in Gulfport. Um, then we have Leadership Gulf Coast, which was formed after the merger, and that is a leadership community awareness program. As a matter of fact, uh, Education Day taking place this week. Um, That is a separate event uh, activity and project that you can apply to be a part of, and we select just 37 people to participate. So that's been going on since 1991, the first class graduated. So lots of folks who've been part of that program, and people just love it and just get so much out of it. Uh, We have our Coach Young Professional Group, which is really geared to the 21 to 40-year-old, or as we always say, young at heart. Uh, I'm well over 40, and I attend a lot of their events, and it's a great way to stay in touch with that demographic. Um, you know, they uh, they want to be a part of the chamber, but they also want their own identity um, to work with like-minded professionals in their age. Uh, and then we have what we call Military One Coast, which is our military support group. And, of course, the military installations, the retirees that are here on the coast make up such a huge impact both just to the community and economically uh, that we need to support our military any way that we can. And of course, our biggest event with that is going on its 43rd year, I believe, is our salute to the military, where we just say thank you. When we invite folks from the bases to come in, we have a breakfast, we have a speaker. Last year, John Hairston just knocked it out of the park. 
um, you know, CEO of Hancock Whitney Bank certainly cares about the military in, in this community. Um, and so that's how the chamber is divided up. We also have our chamber champs, which is our ambassador group. And we have our diversity council where we're working uh, to make sure we're an inclusive organization. Uh, we have some minority small business grants that we give out. We actually have an event coming up with historically black colleges and universities, um, a, a, a fair uh, to let students know that these universities are available throughout the state and it's an option for them to attend. So always a lot going. I mean, any ribbon cuttings, I mean, any day of the week, there's at least two or three chamber events or activities going on. It is just a great way for a business to connect with other businesses, with community leaders, to be able to come to something like our pre-legislative briefing and hear about what's going to happen up in the legislature that might affect you or your business or the community, um, having the governor in, having a congressman or a senator in to speak, where you can be in the audience and have that direct conversation with them. I'm going to take a break. That's, that may, but it's, a, it's a great reminder. You know, if, if people have heard that before, it's important to, to sort of get the reminder. If you haven't heard it before, such an important conversation. You know, Adele, you grew up in Biloxi. I grew up in, in Gulfport. I married a, a Gulf, I mean, I married a Biloxi girl. And when I was in fishing tournaments, long after we moved to Biloxi, they would say Ricky Matthews of Gulfport, and they would still say Ricky Matthews of Gulfport. And one day, Ann said to me, "Don't you think you should go ahead and let them know you live in Biloxi now?" I said, "You know, it just it just didn't occur to me because I always felt like I was from Gulfport." But we had our own identities. This is true of all the co all the coastal communities. That diversity, that richness, uh, the history, the sense of place—all those things made this a special place. But you and I grew up in a time when we were very competitive between our cities, and uh, I, I love when. When uh, Chavis Weapon, CEO of, of uh, People's Bank, was on the show, and he said, when you got to DeBees Road and you saw that t 10 foot wall, you know, there was a wall, just, and he talked about the wall and looked over the wall and, you know, the f infighting and, of course, the, the schools and the rivalry between the high schools and all that stuff. I think one of the things that the chamber did coming together as the Coast Chamber is it began to deal with a lot of that rivalry and said, okay, we can have the rivalry and competition that naturally happens between cities, while at the same time, we can come together on our common issues, things around the, the, what impacts a small business and how do you give back to the community. You know, when there's a general uh, an issue around infrastructure or a focus on military or the focus on leadership, whatever it might be, there's so many common topics like that that we can come together around. And by coming together in that way on things, especially like Leadership Gulf Coast, we learn the value of these com these specific communities, but we also understand how when we come together as a region, we're much more powerful in places like the legislature. So the, you know, the, the chamber philosophically coming together really – it, it hit a lot of stones. It hit, it hit a lot of birds with one stone. And it has been, really in that regard, it's been incredibly successful, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have, like I said, uh, you know, Jacobius uh, Pickett's going to be our chair next year. Um, you know, he works at Ingalls, which is in Jackson County. Um, you know, Julie Gresham was a past president as well and also works at Ingalls. But, you know, we have, uh, we have people from all over from various industries um, dollars and relationships don't stop at a, a city line or a county line. And you've got to have those other relationships with people. And then 
you know, people may work in Pascagoula, but they live in Biloxi, so their heart is there as well. Um, you know, my office is in Gulfport. I spend as much time in a week in Gulfport that I do in downtown Biloxi, where I grew up and continue to live. Um, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, football, I'll, I'll have your rivalry, support your team. But uh, other than that, it's got to be one coast. I agree. I can't agree more. Hey, look, um, boy, the list of things you guys are involved in. You've got a Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce scholarship open right now. You got a great scholarship program with a deadline coming up at the uh, at the end of February. Why don't you tell us more about that? Uh, yeah, all of our divisions, the divisions I mentioned, all offer high school scholarships. Uh, so those are just at the school counselors have this information. Anybody can apply from this. You don't have to be a chamber member. The reason the chamber is involved in scholarships is because education is an economic development project. Yeah. And that affects business. That affects our business climate. And so we want to try to you know, ensure that students have as much opportunity as they can. Um, and so similarly, we'll have our small business grants, which will open on March 20th. That is a, a chamber uh, benefit for our members only. Uh, but in the past, we've given away between scholarships and grants about $66,000 a year. So it's a lot of money that we put back into the community and hope people take advantage of that. Uh, you recently had a coffee with first responders. We can't focus enough on them. Uh, you've got uh, a 20, the, the 2024 annual meeting coming up February the 20th. And that's a big moment for the chamber, isn't it? It is. This is where we kind of say this is what we accomplished last year. And we thank our leadership, Amber Olson, who is our chair from a small business, uh, moving into Eric, who's with a, a larger bank in, in the community. This is also when we um, pass the gavel, but it's also when we have the Pat Santucci Spirit of the Coast Award is, is given out. Um, you know, this is somebody in the community who's just dedicated themselves. I mean, very similar to One Coast. But this is just one person who, uh, and so we've got a great recipient um, this year. I hope you'll be there to see that. Last year, of course, was Dave Dennis, a uh, great guy, done a lot of things for the case as well. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, listen, when we come on the other side, there's tons more stuff coming up. We'll uh, spend the final segment talking about upcoming events when we continue our conversation with Adele Lyons from the Coast Chamber. We'll see you after this break. Mississippi Media Production.